I wanted to be that for her. And it just, then I realized, you know, it, it just caused so much extra problems because the mom made them feel guilty for loving me and enjoying time with me. It, it was just, I had to realize they have a mother. I'm just extra. Right. Yeah. Yes. Not necessarily a bonus. No. <laughs> You're listening to the Nacho Kids Podcast, where we discuss all things step family related. Real stories, real people, real help. Your hosts are the creators of the Nacho Kids Method and the Nacho Kids Academy Step Family Coaching Team, Lori and David Sims. Welcome to episode 179 of the Nacho Kids Podcast. So I hope everybody had a good Halloween. I mean, I figure if you're in a step family, that's about as scary as it gets. <laughs> <laughs> so should have you should have been fine. You should have been fine. But guess what we have coming up next? Well, wait a minute. All these stepmoms could have dressed up as stepmoms for Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. The evil stepmom. I was going to dress up as a screenshot. <laughs> I was going to hold a piece of screen with a shot glass. <laughs> uh, you. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> Just you. <laughs> so what's coming up next, David? Uh, all the other holidays. Like Everything's crammed into the last part of the year. Well, they've already had the Canadian Thanksgiving. Yep. So we have the U.S. Thanksgiving coming up, then Christmas, and I think, you know, Christmas is celebrated the same everywhere, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It's not celebrated the same everywhere, but maybe the same date. Yeah, that's kind of what I meant. I knew that's what you meant, but I had to clarify. Well, thanks for the clarification there. No problem. No problem. But yeah, you have all the end of the year stuff and craziness. And, you know, I remember vividly when we had to juggle around all the step family stuff because in my family, we're the only step family. (laughs) So everybody had to, you know, call when you're going to have the kids, when you're going to have Jackson, you know, and it, Sometimes it worked out and sometimes it didn't as far as when we had kids and when we didn't. And sometimes it was, you know, we've got them until two o'clock and then they're gone or we get them at two o'clock. So it's just a mess. All, all the scheduling and stuff is a mess this time of year. Yeah, I think most of the time we would just go to Mama Vera's, which was your grandmother's, on Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. We would go to your mom's Christmas morning, and we would go to your Uncle Ronnie's Christmas night. Mm-hmm. So I don't know that we ever changed any of that, but it was just trying to coordinate it maybe with what your ex had going on with her family. Because I wasn't changing nothing with my baby daddy. Yeah. And I said, baby daddy, y'all. I sure did. <laughs> well, we had, you know, my side of the family kind of had the, you know, the thought process of this is when we're having it. Show up if you can show up. Bring who you can bring. Mm-hmm. Um, because, I, I don't know, I think I might have been one of two step families in the whole scenario. Well, you I just know, said we're the only step family. Well, in our, in our immediate family, but extended family, my aunt was probably the only other one. You know, she had kids from a previous, but her ex wasn't even in the picture anymore, really. Right, so, so that didn't count. 
Right. So she didn't have to deal with any of that, even though it was technically a step family. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but we had a lot of logistics to deal with. Now, the good thing about all that is because me and my ex were used to that schedule of this is when your family has things and this is when my family has things. As long as that didn't change, we never had any problems with, uh, with scheduling. Right. Um, and my parents got divorced before you and I got married. So that made things easier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, I think my, my ex's side of the family, I think everybody's step families now, <laughs> I think everybody got divorced on that side of the family. <laughs> they saw how much fun we were having. So they all did it. Yeah. <laughs> so they, they had a mess and they would, and what they would do, um, is they would have the holiday stuff after the holiday. So Thanksgiving would be the week later or, or Christmas would be a week later because that's the only way they could do it. Cause they had, I don't know, three, four, five different families all trying to figure out custody schedules. And so they just said, forget it. We'll do it some other time. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> so with that being said, you can have Thanksgiving on a different day. Yep. Don't, here's the thing, is if you try to rush Thanksgiving, for instance, Thanksgiving is always the same for Jackson to go to his dad's. He goes, I think, 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock, whatever it is. So Jackson eats at Mama's with us. Then he turns around, goes to his dad's, and then goes to his dad's dad's to eat. Well, Jackson's not hungry. <laughs> so sometimes it's okay to have it, maybe not the day after Thanksgiving, because people are going to want to go shopping and all that. Well, a lot of people might want to go. Lori, no. But maybe even that Saturday, or like David said, the next week. It doesn't have to be on that day. And that's what causes a lot of stress, trying to pack everything into one day. Yeah. I mean, we would do, like Christmas, we would do Christmas the week before Christmas sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, I try to get all the kids to do it in January so we could take advantage of all the sales. But <laughs> Yeah, you always share that with us. They wouldn't go for it, though. <laughs> they sure wouldn't. Nope. Like, no, I'm not going to wait an extra week. <laughs> <laughs> but you get more. <laughs> I know. I'm telling them that, look, you can get more stuff. And they're like, no. <laughs> but think about it, David. That really wasn't smart on us. Why is Be- that? Because we wouldn't really save money because we would end up buying more. And then you have to deal with the crowd of after Christmas shopping. Yeah, but the kids didn't know how much we were spending on things. That's true. So That's true. we could save money and still get them more. <laughs> okay. So we will talk more about the holidays as they approach. Yep. We will. But this is the first Friday in November, folks. Woo! Not long till that turkey gobbles. Gobble, 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 gobble. All right. So, y'all, we're not alone during this holiday season. We are here to help you. And, hey, while we're talking about it, why don't you get your significant other to give you the gift that keeps on giving? You must be talking about the Nacho Kids Academy. Yes. Get your significant other to get you a membership to the Nacho Kids Academy. It will benefit them. It will benefit you. It will benefit your stepkids. It will benefit your dogs, people. (laughs) Yeah, and all you have to do is just go to your significant other and say, I'm about to bust you in the mouth if you don't get me this. No, David. David, no, back up. Okay. I can't put up with your crap no more. No, David, David, no, no. 
<laughs> this is what you say, people. Your kids are driving me crazy. David, no, so- no, no, no. Okay, I'm done. Yes, you are. <laughs> what you say, people, is you say, honey, I know that our blend can be better. I know that we can lower the stress in the blend and live in harmony. I hear music as you say that. Well, the live in harmony is probably a little bit of a stretch. <laughs> so maybe I shouldn't say that. But this is something that truly can be life-changing. And you can say, I've been thinking about this, and I think it would benefit both of us. So for Christmas, why don't we do this together? That sounds so sweet. It does. Let's give the nacho kids nacho parenting method a try. That can be your New Year's resolution, people. Mm-hmm. And then That's your your Valentine's Day will be like none before. Yep. Some people are thinking, but I'm just now spending money for Thanksgiving. I don't want to think about or for Christmas. I don't know. Do people buy stuff for Thanksgiving? <laughs> Turkey. <laughs> and pecan pie. Well, you know, if you think about it, there's probably gifts that were exchanged at Thanksgiving. <laughs> All right. So anyway, <laughs> so, there's a reason to buy something. Yeah. So talk to your significant other and tell them to buy you a couple of months or a year subscription to the Nacho Kids Academy. I, I, I'm not kidding. It will help you. Yeah. Or just get their credit card when they're not looking. David. Okay. Ignore everything <laughs> David has said in this podcast. Okay. Our guest today is an anonymous stepmom from Pennsylvania. She has been blending for three years, has a stepson 11, a stepdaughter 9, and hours daughter 9 months, and pregnant with number 2. Ooh, law. They just went to week on, week off in the summer. Before that, it was 2, 2, 3, 3, 3, 4, 7, 8, whatever. Y'all know what I'm talking about. The kids were flopping around a lot. <laughs> She's been nachoing since summer, and the hardest part for blending was kids' behavior and high-conflict by a mom is a Disney mom. Best advice? Nacho! (laughs) Don't care more than the bio parents. So, y'all, with that, let's get to listening. All right. Today, we have an anonymous stepmom from Pennsylvania. Hey, anonymous stepmom, how are you? Hi. Pretty good today. Pretty good today? Yeah. (laughs) Check back with you tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah, actually. (laughs) So our custody schedule is on one, off one, and we flip on Fridays. So our week starts tomorrow. (laughs) Okay. So how long have you been blending? We have been blending for almost three years now. Okay. And how many stepkids? I have two. So I have a stepson who is 11 and a stepdaughter who is nine. Okay. And you said you have them week on, week off? Yes. We just switched to that schedule prior to this summer. They were doing the two, 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 and it was just too much back and forth for the kids. Too many flop days. Yeah. And it's hard for you too. Yes. It was just really taking a toll on our family. So we had to make some changes. You said in the summer you changed that? Yeah. Unfortunately, you know, we had to have a big blow up for that to happen to realize that it just wasn't working anymore now that they're getting older. So, yeah. So, how how do you feel 
now that it's week on week off versus the two to all that flappy crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like I'm not, you know, flip flopping as often because the kids have the adjustment days, but so do I. And mm-hmm. um, we have an ours baby and uh, she's nine months old and I was starting to see it in her as well. Um, it was just too much for everyone. So I, I'm not going to say that everything is perfect now that we switched, but I'm able to enjoy time with my husband without having to feel like it was ending so soon. Right. And even though a schedule like that, it there is a consistency with that schedule. Like you said, it's just too much back and forth. And with your, especially with your daughter being nine months, she's probably thinking they're here one day, they're not the next. They're here one day, they're not the next. Yeah, it was really confusing. And something else about that schedule, school was tough because I'll be honest, we don't have the best communication between houses. So if (laughs) (laughs) you don't say, huh? Yeah, you don't say. There was like an assignment due on a Wednesday, but they knew about it, let's say the weekend before, and that was mom's weekend. It always felt like the homework was getting dumped on us. Um, now it's like we share the love, you know? Yes. <laughs> and it's just so much better. I remember with David's kids in the beginning when they went, well, when we first got married, we were doing 11 out of 14 days. And then they switched to 50-50 because she changed her work schedule, supposedly. <laughs> and the kids wanted to do that. So they did try the three-day or two-day, whatever it was, and it was just too much. The kids felt like they were living out of a duffel bag. Absolutely, yeah. So they went to week on, week off, which is hard for the parents in some ways, but it's also easier for the kids. Yeah, they seem happier overall. Usually by day five, they start to miss the the other parents. So we also recently instituted a Monday at I think 6 p.m. FaceTime call, the opposite house calls on that Monday. And it it gives the kids a chance to talk to mom or dad about, you know, what they did over the weekend and things like that. And I just, I definitely try to stay out of that. That's my husband's time with his children. But Mm -hmm. um, they always ask where I am and I end up on the call, but I really don't want to be on the call. Yes. Because it it tends to stress me out seeing what's going on over there. I don't want to know. Right. And it's hard because they want you involved in that, Mm -hmm. but you don't want to be. I really don't. And I have to be honest, like I I was feeling guilty for having those feelings. And that's kind of when I found like the whole nacho community. I There was somebody on Instagram that I I followed like a stepmom page and I had commented like, oh, I really love this stuff. And that's when she had said, have you ever heard of nachoing? And oh my gosh, it was like everything changed. (laughs) Yes. I had a a community. It's like the weight of the world's lifted off your shoulders, isn't it? Right. Because I I was feeling like I was a bad guy. Right. And one thing that I've learned in life is when you feel guilty for something and so you change things so you don't feel guilty. It's never good. No, because it wasn't It wasn't sincere, you know? Right. And you're right. forcing yourself to do something that you don't want to do, but you feel guilty for doing. So you've got all these emotions, and then you're mad about it, and you're resentful. Yes. And I was definitely having 
all kinds of feelings pre nachoing. Um, I was, I'll be honest, and my husband knows this. Our marriage was definitely struggling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But things are better now. Yes. Like I said, I won't say it's perfect, but. Oh, honey, I, life in general is not perfect. <laughs> I have taken this, the nachoing approach. And I think we've, I've heard you talk to other guests and spouses aren't immediately into it, but he's like getting it now. And sometimes if I find myself, you know, on that slippery slope, he's like, uh, that's not what you would be doing if you were not doing. So then I'm like, you're right. I'm stepping back. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny because sometimes when they do get on board with it and you do something and they go, oh no, that's not nacho. You're thinking, (laughs) shut up. (laughs) (laughs) I say, I can decide. Yeah. I don't need you to tell me about nacho. (laughs) But it's good that he's starting to see things to where he's more receptive to it and supportive of it. Yeah, definitely. It it took a little bit to get there. but And I think a lot of people, a lot of, we'll say men, just because it's usually the stepmoms that nacho the most. We'll just admit that. Yes. That once they see the positive changes in your stress level, your relationship together because you're not so stressed and just the feeling in the home changes, it calms down that they think, wait a minute, there's something with this nacho thing. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Even though they may not want the responsibilities that are dumped back on them, but they adjust. Yeah. He, he's still adjusting a little bit. For example, my stepchildren, they, they fight like cats and dogs over literally everything and I'll hear like, you know, the fight starting and then all of a sudden I hear like toys throwing, the door slamming. And and I finally I look at my husband. I'm like, you going to do anything about that? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh, and I he's guess. like, you're not not showing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just so hard, you know, but before I probably would have just jumped up and wanted to see what was going on in there. Why my house sounded like it was falling in. Right. But now I don't. So how long have you been not showing? Only since the summer. Okay, so what's going to happen is eventually you won't even say that. You won't even say, are you going to do something? He'll start getting annoyed with it. (laughs) But what I've learned is men, and no offense, men, if you're listening to this, (laughs) men have at least a 30-second delay with anything. Oh, my gosh, you're so right. (laughs) You can say, do you want tea or water? And they have to think about it. That maybe they don't process as quickly as we do. So when the kids, especially stepkids, are going crazy, stepmoms hear it in a fraction of a second. Oh, yeah. I I feel like I don't want to have that sonic ear, but I do. Yeah, and it'll never go away. <laughs> I know. But you will learn to not necessarily tune it completely out, but you'll just get to the point that you're like, hmm, he can deal with it. And you'll just go on your way and start focusing on your daughter or something like that. Mm -hmm. Because I tell people this, when you've got a child, especially a baby or a toddler, you have the perfect distraction. You're so right. And I, um, when stuff's going down with, you know, the kids are fighting, my husband's trying to handle it. I just take the baby. We go sit outside for a while or Mm -hmm. go in another room. And I'm like, I say, oh, daddy's taking care of this. (laughs) You know? Yes. Because I don't want her to, I don't want her to see that interaction between her brother and sister as well. Because, oh my gosh, the way they their behavior, it scares me to think that like my daughter could be a little sponge and pick up all these 
nasty habits and I'm trying so hard to separate it, but I'm not naive. Like I know my daughter is going to be a pain in the butt too, but I just, I'm trying so hard to make sure that she doesn't go down that path. Well, a couple of things. You're pregnant again, so you're going to have... (laughs) We have not really told mom that yet, so I'm I'm nervous about that. (laughs) So you're going to have two kids under two. Yes. They're going to be very close in age. Mm -hmm. They are going to fight like crazy. (laughs) Yes. But part of that is the bonding experience. Siblings have this bond where they can beat each other up, but they love each other immensely. Yes. And I can say that my stepchildren do deep down inside really love each other. It's oh, yeah. just, but if you ask them on the spot, they're going to say, I can't stand him or her. Yeah. So, I wish I was an only child. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've heard that. Or <laughs> my daughter with my husband, I hear, she's so lucky. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, there, she's getting ready to have another one. Yeah. I, I remind them that when she's older, you know, she's going to, she's not going to get away with everything either. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. And also try to remember this because it's it's hard to do. And we deal with this a lot where the step parent says, well, I don't want my kid picking up their behavior. Mm-hmm. If you put your child in daycare or school, even when they go to kindergarten, they're going to be around other kids with poor behavior. Oh, my gosh. I've never thought about that. But you're absolutely right. Yes. And you don't change your parenting. No. You just teach them what's appropriate and what's not. What's right and wrong. Absolutely. That actually is helpful. Thank you. (laughs) Well, good. I'm glad. So if your stepkids are fighting and you remove your daughter from the situation, then she sees that that's not a good situation. And the older she gets, she's going to test you. All kids do. Oh, I know. So when she does something wrong, you don't say, you don't act like your step-siblings. You don't say that. You just say, you don't act like that. That's inappropriate. Right. And you never call out the stepkids for being bad. You, you know what I'm saying to her? Yeah. Yeah. It's just the behavior in general that she's doing that's not right. And, mm-hmm. I'm hope- and like I said, I'm sure she'll learn right from wrong. She, she's just a baby right now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she's a baby baby. Baby baby. Yep. And it's going to be interesting the next couple of years. Yes. And you may be surprised the stepkids could end up being a great influence on her. Yes, I will say they are incredibly helpful, sometimes maybe too helpful to where they're fighting over her like she's a doll, (laughs) but they have been really involved since she's been born, which is really nice to see. And I let them develop that on their own. Like I didn't make them feel like just because they're older, they have to help watch their sister. Right. Um, But they are very attached to her. And that's great. Mm -hmm. And I get that sometimes it's annoying because they are fighting over her like she's a doll. Yes. But when you start (laughs) getting annoyed with that, just remember, it could be worse. You could be scared for her to be around them. Yes. Yes. So just keep the positive perspective about at least they love her and they want to do things with her. Yes, that's that's a really good way to look at it. I do get mad because I I have to remind them, you know, she's a a human being. But yeah. Yeah, and she, she's going to get older, and she's going to be able to take care of herself. And yes. <laughs> before you know it, she'll be three and come in there to you and say, Mommy, stepdaughter, little Susie, whatever, <laughs> pinched me. Yep. 
or <laughs> she took my favorite toy. So until until they get that voice, you are a little reluctant to, I guess, let them build that relationship without you present. Yeah, I keep a close eye. Yes. Um, last Sunday, my stepdaughter was in the yard with my daughter. They had like a blanket set up with toys and I was looking through the window, you know, just keeping, keeping my distance so they can have their time together. But also if it got a little hairy, I could jump in. <laughs> yes. Now I'm, I'm going to also suggest something uh-huh. with Jackson. He, now he's five years younger than the triplets. Okay. And when they would get into arguments or fights, I would jump in quickly. Mm-hmm. And so then David would jump in and tell his kids, just leave him alone. Don't mess with him. And so I realized that what I was doing was preventing that bonding. Yeah, that's a good point. Now, granted, if they were hurting my baby, that's a different story. Yeah, definitely. But there's a difference between roughhouse playing and intentionally hurting somebody, especially with boys. I had to realize that because I've got two sisters, even though we beat the snot out of each other. But (laughs) I remember with David, once I started doing that with Jackson— I taught him how to speak up for himself. I taught him how to handle situations that were not pleasant because I wasn't rescuing him. So I gave him the tools to use outside of the home at school if somebody was picking on him or whatever. Right. Those are great life skills. Yes. And it's helped. He's got great relationships with them now. That's really good. Yeah. I was afraid of that. I was afraid that when they moved out that they wouldn't have anything to do with him. Right, yeah. And two of the four, they're kind of have their own life and don't really have a lot to do with anybody. But the other two, they talk to Jackson a good bit or Snapchat, whatever they do. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So I'll say something. I'll say, yeah, Ethan, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, I know. But I already heard. Yeah. So I'm like, <laughs> oh, that's good. I'm glad. Yeah, that is good. I do want to back up a second. Sure. Okay. So when I first started nachoing, Now, you have to realize that we were creating this process at the time and didn't even realize it. (laughs) So I went through a lot of trial and error and growth. When I first started, I would keep my mouth shut, but I would text David. The kids Mm. are fighting. The kids are running. Whatever it was. And that was okay for a little bit. But then he started thinking, my God, would you stop? Right. And he never said anything but... I got to the point that I didn't want to tattle. I wanted him to hear it. So when I didn't say anything, yeah, it might take 10 minutes, but he would finally hear it. Thankfully, David never came in when I did text him and say to the kids, Lori just said. Oh, yes. that's Because <laughs> they will throw you under the bus in a heartbeat. Yeah. <laughs> Not even realize it. Yeah. I remember one time the kids were fighting. Now, you got to remember they're all boys. And David always roughhoused with them, mm-hmm. did karate, all that stuff. So fighting was normal for them. Well, I didn't grow up in a house like that. So when they would start punching each other and I'd hear it, it freaked me out. Yeah, rightfully so. And so one day I went to David and I said, I have a question. And he said, okay. I said, when the kids are fighting, do you want me to let you know? It's annoying me a little bit, but do you want to know? Do you want me to tell you? Because again, he's not hearing it. And he said, unless it sounds like somebody's hurt, they're fine. Okay. Yeah. So if y'all want to kill each other, go ahead, but be quiet (laughs) doing it. Because if you scream and I think you're hurt, I'm telling your dad. 
And all I would say is you might want to check on them. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. So just remember there that through this nacho process, you're going to change a lot. The kids are going to change a lot. Your husband's going to change a lot. And you're going to grow immensely. Yeah, it's definitely a work in progress. Yes. Have you joined the Academy? I have not. I just recently found the Facebook page. I wasn't a big Facebooker. I didn't even have a Facebook, but my stepdaughter joined cheerleading for our community. And that's the only way the community Mm -hmm. communicates, apparently. So I had to make a, a Facebook page just so, you know, my husband can know what's going on. Well, be very careful in the Facebook group. Yeah, I have seen people. They can be kind of harsh. Yes, they can be harsh. They are not coming from a place of love. They That's a shame. And, and not even a place of hurt, but I don't know, maybe they are hurting so bad they're wanting to be spiteful and vengeful and that's malicious. True. And that's not what it's about. It's not going to work for you if that's what you do. Yeah. All you're doing is being ugly and trying to put nacho to it. <laughs> yeah. So just be careful with that. Listen to the podcast, read the blogs. If you do get the opportunity, join the academy and do the Nacho Kids Boot Camp and the Change Your Stinking Thinking. Those are my two favorite challenges. Awesome. Yeah, I'll definitely look into it. I uh, just recently started, like if I heard a podcast episode that really was, you know, I could relate to, I started sharing them with my husband too. So he can like hear that perspective and Mm -hmm. he has found it helpful. Good. And there's also several couples that have joined the Academy and they will join our Q&A calls together. That's nice. We've had a couple that share a login in the community mm-hmm. and, and we'll just say dad or whatever so we know who it is. And then, of course, we've got several that they'll both join, but the dad doesn't or, or the man doesn't participate in the community. He just comes through the calls. Yeah. Yeah. But, but there is a men's only course in there and also a from the stepdad's view or something like that, a panel that they did. So just, I mean, I'm not trying to push you to join, but if you do feel like you're getting stuck and need help or things aren't progressing, then definitely look into that. That is one thing my husband and I are not afraid to ask for is help because it, you know, it's a challenging situation being in a blended family. So we, we seek out counseling and, and I was so grateful to find the community here with the not doing. So we'll take any help we can get. <laughs> Good. It's great that y'all are willing to ask for help because so many people don't. They're embarrassed. And you don't feel like you have like a community really. I mean, I'm five years younger than my husband. So when he made these kids, I was in college. You know, I wasn't thinking about having children. And all my friends have babies like I do. So I, they really can't relate. So mm-hmm. I had to find somebody somewhere. And even if some of the posts are nasty, somewhere in there is some help and some people that are going through the same thing you're going through. Right. You just have to be careful because. Sometimes we let those posts trigger things within Mm -hmm. us about our family. Yeah. I actually had to nacho my group for a little bit because (laughs) I noticed that it was bringing back memories. I would come home and be mad at the stepkids for something that somebody else's stepkid did. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely, I got a little maybe too excited about the different stepmom groups on Facebook. And I was like sharing, you know, with my husband, like the different stories. And he's like... Well, it's not that bad here, but it's hard to not bring it home. Right. 
Yeah. And then a lot of times that you see those things, you're like, oh yeah, well, we're not that bad. But don't let it make you feel like your struggles aren't real just because they're not as Absolutely. bad as somebody else's. Absolutely. And there are there are a few people in the Nacho Kids group that do give good advice. Yeah, I have seen some. Yeah. And those that don't, we try to address it, but there's so many people in there and so many comments that... Oh, yeah. It's it's hard. Yeah, it is. And I had one lady message me one time and she said, why do you let people post in your group that they hate their stepkids? <laughs> and I said, because I was that person one time. Yeah. I cautiously admit to people that I don't love them. Mm-hmm. It's It's the truth. And once I was able to come to that, I felt more free being able to say that I don't love them. I mean, the way I describe it, I love them like an aunt would. Like, I don't want anything to happen to them. You know, I want them to have a good life, but Mm -hmm. I don't love them the same way I love my daughter. And I didn't really feel that or completely understand my feelings until I had my daughter. Yes. Yes. And my husband had trouble with it at first, but he's understanding too. You, You can't fake it. No, you can't. And I get that your husband wants you to love his kids like they're your own and all Mm -hmm. that, but it's unrealistic. Yes. And I think that was something that at the beginning, we made a mistake. My husband and his ex-wife had a difficult relationship. And for the better part of the last three years of their marriage, she wasn't really around. So the kids, especially my stepdaughter, because she was so young, didn't really have, a, in his opinion, a mothering didn't have a mother around. Mm -hmm. So he really wanted me to step in and be that role for her. And I did, but I think I went in way too, too involved. (laughs) Gung ho. Yeah. I wanted to be that for her. And it just, then I realized, you know, it, it just caused so much extra problems because the mom made them feel guilty for loving me and enjoying time with me. It, It was just, I had to realize they have a mother I'm just extra. Right. Yeah. Yes. Not necessarily a bonus. No. (laughs) But extra. Yes. And I've realized, too, you know, we've been doing this for 10 years. Stepmoms, I swear we must have came up with the phrase, go big or go home. For real, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Because we come in with guns a-blazing. Little Johnny, you're going to start doing chores. Your grades are going to be A's. You're never going to miss school. You're going to be this outstanding young man, and we're going to make it happen. Yeah, yeah. But we're trying to fix something we didn't break. Exactly, yes. And it took me a while to realize that. I came in, oh my gosh, it was a disaster when I came in. Like, my stepson was going to school without underwear. Like, they weren't flushing the toilet. They weren't washing their hands. My stepdaughter, yeah, my stepdaughter was still wearing a diaper at night, and she was six. It was just a nightmare, like And I was just like, this is not how it should be. So I stepped in and tried to help. And I gave my opinions to their mom. And like, I was coming from a place of good. Like my stepdaughter, she's six. Like she really shouldn't still be peeing the bed at night. Like I wanted to get to the bottom of why this was happening. Could we, did she need to go to the doctor? Did she need counseling? Like whatever. And it was like, there's nothing wrong with my child. So Mm -hmm. I realized I was getting all worked up trying to fix it. Cause that's just the kind of person I am mm-hmm. trying to fix the situation. And I, it was going nowhere because she wouldn't take anything I had to say. Right. 
but I'll, I'll be honest, it took me about two years before I really, really stepped back. And then within the last six months, I've completely stepped back. I, I don't even talk to mom. I blocked her number. I blocked her on all social media. I just, when we see her at mutual events, like my stepdaughter's cheerleading, I don't look at her. We sit in opposite areas of the bleachers. It's just better that way. Yes. Yes. I know. I remember with my son, his dad said one time, don't ever think that we'll be sitting beside each other at basketball games. Yeah. And I said, that's fine, but please know that I will tell him to go to you because I don't want him standing in the middle of the basketball court saying, what do I do? Who am I going to hurt with this decision? And so when we went to the stepkid stuff, we would not sit near the bio mom, but it was close enough to where, especially with four kids, they could kind of split up and go wherever they wanted to. Yeah, yeah. At the games, my stepson, um, he goes between the two families because sometimes like grandparents come or my husband's ex-wife, her boyfriend, or I'm sorry, not her fiance, he comes. So we do want the kids to be able to see everybody. So it's just sometimes it's a little stressful because, you know, you're on a time crunch and we got to go, but they're still with the mom, Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. We're still working those kinks out. This is the first time the stepchildren have been involved in something that is an every weekend kind of event. So, um, you know, we're still figuring out how to navigate that. (laughs) Yes. You said you blocked her and you no longer speak to her. So was there a point that things were okay with y'all and then things just went south? I'm guessing things went south when y'all tried to change the schedule. Well, that's why things that's why the schedule got changed was because we had like an, like a blowout. So that mom's uh, fiance, he came home from the military and that relationship, it makes me and my husband uncomfortable because that's the man that she cheated on him with. Mm. So it's like, how do you trust this person that obviously like he, he didn't know she was married at the time, but then after he found out, he continued to see her. And I just, I have trouble being around people like that, that don't really have good morals. But mm-hmm. I, I tried to be there for my stepkids. So we would go to events together, the four of us, and sit at the same table. Like my stepson was in Boy Scouts. We went to his ceremony and the four of us sat together. And then, you know, we went out for my stepson's birthday, the four of us. And we had a group chat. Like we really did try. But then anytime things would get hairy, they would say that it was just at our house you're over-exaggerating. They're just kids. And then it would become me defending my husband and him defending her. And it just wasn't going anywhere. And it wasn't good. And we had a blow up and it was over an alarm clock, which you might think is the craziest thing. But the oh, gist no, of, tell us. <laughs> <laughs> the gist of it was my stepdaughter, she has anger issues and she's working on them. She goes to therapy and all kinds of things. But she likes her clock in her room so she can know what time it is to get up because she is an early riser. She's up with the sun, but we tell her, entertain ourselves. Like we're not getting up with the sun. Mm-hmm. And uh, so she had her clock. Well, she had an episode where she threw the clock and it smashed into a million pieces. And we said, we're not going to get you a new clock. You broke it. And uh, 
if you want a new clock, you have to use your money or your gift cards from Christmas to get yourself a new clock. And she's like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> so she told mom that we refused to get her a clock. And now she's not sleeping well at night because she doesn't have a clock. And, and mom took it upon herself and bought a clock for our house. And I just, I lost it really because it was like she was inserting herself into our home, you know, and, and the fact that she felt she could do that. I realized that there needed to be some boundaries. Right. So we had a big blow up over this clock and we were like, you don't even realize why we're upset. She threw the clock. I bet she didn't tell you that. And, and, you know, and it just, it wasn't good. She came and got the kids and uh, took them to her house. And that's when the week on week off started because we realized the flopping wasn't good because every time there was a flop, there was drama, you know, the clock or, or my stepson's chronically forgets things at mom's house. So then even though we already had the flop, we had to have another visitation. Mm -hmm. So it was just too much disruption. And after it was all said and done, I said to, in the group chat, I said, I'm done with this. I said that you need to communicate with my husband about the kids because you are the kids' parents. And uh, I said, I'm blocking you. I I have nothing good to say to you. And that was that. And um, I know it bothers her because she has said to the kids, I don't understand why she doesn't like me or why she won't talk to me. But what was really the final straw with the whole alarm clock situation was she texted my husband outside of the group and said to get me on a leash or something along those lines. Yeah. And the fact that she felt she could do that and that he would listen. I was like, I'm done with this woman. Like there is nothing good about this woman. So my husband and her have been co-parenting together. Not great, but they're working on it. But I'm out of it now. <laughs> Fiance, he's still, there's no more group text, but he's still in it. Like he disciplines the kids and things like that. But mm-hmm. I, I, I said, I'm just my, I'm just his wife. And I think I heard somebody else say that I'm, I'm my husband's wife or whatever. And I, right. I totally related to that because it was right around the time that that came out. And I said, I'm his wife. Mm-hmm. So. Yes. Well, you do understand why she bought the clock, don't you? I do. And I get it. Like, as a parent, I just wish she would reach out to us and ask for the whole story or communicate. But then I'm realizing she's not she's not a, a, a normal person that can just have a reasonable conversation. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. Emotions were definitely high along the whole thing. Oh, yes. I I know when I say it's a clock that blew everything up, it really was. (laughs) Oh, honey, we had a Yoohoo incident. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it was bad. Yeah. We all have those issues. The reason I said or asked if you understood now why she bought the clock, because I know my son would come home and sometimes say, my dad doesn't have anything for me to eat. Well, I knew his dad had food, Right, but he didn't have stuff that he could fix. Yeah. My son's not going to go in there and fix hamburger meat or a steak. No. He just, you know, a Lunchable, something. Yeah. So I sent some grits and stuff with him. And I remember I got an email that said, you do not need to send food with him. <laughs> well, I didn't, I knew better than to reply and say, well, he told me blah, 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 because he, then it would have been, you know, an attack on my son. Mm-hmm. So I just told him, I said, if you want anything, you're just going to have to tell me, you're going to have to 
take it and put it in your book bag. Yeah. Then it's on him. Right. right. And I said, and you need to tell your dad that you brought some stuff from home or whatever because you wanted to have snacks there or whatever. That way it wasn't I was being the bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. And I uh, I almost wish it would have went down like that. <laughs> Well, with my ex, I was the bad guy regardless, so it didn't matter. That was useless. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when the grits uh, caused ants. <laughs> Apparently, a bag of them busted, and it got ants, and yeah. So anyway. Yeah, I give you so much credit. I don't know. I, I say to my husband all the time, I'm so glad I didn't have kids with my previous relationship because dealing with one family is hard enough. Yeah. Yes, it is. It is very hard. And then... You've got everybody stuck in the middle. Yes. It's like that Venn diagram that I did where you've got these little overlaps with everybody. And that's that's how it is. Yeah. And they say, you know, once the kids are 18, it's going to change. But realistically, that's not true. I mean, we're all going to be around together going through things, graduation parties, weddings. Um, you know, if my stepchildren have children, like you're forever bonded to those people. Yes, you are. That's David's oldest has had a baby. Oh, wow. And Gideon is a year old, almost a year old. And someone on David's side of the family said, well, they realize they're going to have to have two separate birthday parties, right? Oh, my goodness. And I know the look on my face. I do not hide what I'm thinking with my face. (laughs) That's why I keep my hair in my face a lot of times so nobody can see what I'm thinking. Because I can keep my mouth shut, but my face is a different story. Yes. And so I just kind of turned my head, and David was like, that's ridiculous. He said, why should they have to have two birthday parties? And they said, so we can come, and then so their mom can have one with them. And he's like, no, no. This is where, in life, people need to learn to work together. Mm -hmm. You can have two separate when it's your bio kids. But to ask your kids to have a separate party for their kid, your yeah, grandkid, no. That's way too much. Yeah, that's too much. That's creating more divide than that's needed. Right. And that yeah. would be really confusing for a child, too. Especially, you know, if his parents are still together, like having to navigate that. They shouldn't have to. Right, right. Well, I don't know. As a kid, I'd be like, oh, yeah, woohoo, two parties. <laughs> two parties, yeah. <laughs> two cakes, Yes. <laughs> That's true. And that's something else, too. Your daughter, and do you know what your second baby is? I don't know yet. Okay. Well, your daughter and sweet baby, they might at some point, I don't know because the age gap's so big, but they could at some point say, well, how come little Susie and little Johnny get two Christmases? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we've even said that because my stepchildren, they we're trying to teach them to appreciate things. Like they really, they really don't appreciate things. It's like you get them what they want right then and there. Like it's the coolest toy ever. And then they don't touch it ever again. Mm -hmm. So we said Santa this year, since you have two Christmases, I'm thinking at our house, Santa is going to be a little bit more what you really want than quality over quantity of gifts. And Right. My, my stepson's like, I don't believe in that Santa crap. This is crap. This is you. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I, I had to remind them, your sister only has this house for Christmas. And she's going to get the same number of gifts as you. Mm-hmm. So it's a work in progress. It, it is. 
And luckily, like you said, you didn't have kids before coming into this because then you try to navigate the schedules. So there's a lot of times that Christmas Day was actually our Christmas Eve. Yeah. Because we decided we want them to have the Christmas Eve experience with us regardless of what day it is. Yeah, I love that. Because there's just nothing like waking up in the morning and all that. And and that is something that is a challenge with the blended families. And now that we have the baby in the mix, you know, she's too little now, but she's going to want her siblings there to open presents when she's older. Right. And it's okay if it's a week before or a week after Christmas. Yes. This year, we already decided we're just going to celebrate on the 26th because mm-hmm. it's, it's just too hard. We only get them for, you know, a period of time over the holiday, and it's just too hard to see everyone and do everything in like 12 hours. Yes. And I know, for instance, Jackson, we would rotate with his dad. So one year he gets the week before Christmas, one year the week after. So if we waited and did Christmas, Christmas morning, Jackson would open his gifts or Santa, whatever you want to call it, and play with them for a couple hours. Then he'd have to go to his dad's and not see it for yeah. a Yeah. That's how it is, our arrangement currently. And it's just one of those arrangements that were made before they both had second families, if you Mm -hmm. will. So it's something that needs discussed. And (laughs) he's one to wait because he doesn't want to have a conversation with his ex-wife if he doesn't have to. So he already said, he's like, I'm going to have to address the holidays soon. I was like, yeah, yeah, you're going to. (laughs) Does she have any other kids? No. And she's made it clear she doesn't want any more. Something interesting about her, um, she had weight loss surgery um, while she was married to my husband. And she lost like 100 pounds. And that's when she started cheating on him. Surprise! Um, yeah. She got attention that she never had before. And anywho, she um, she doesn't want to risk her body not looking the way it does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But she does have two dogs and whatever other animal they decide to say yes to. <laughs> I think they had a hamster at one point, a fish. It, it We're like, what do you got now? What did you get this week? <laughs> yes. Well, the reason I asked that is you would think that she would understand that her kids and your kids uh, <laughs> yeah. want to spend Christmas morning together. But... At the same time, she could probably think, well, I want my kids Christmas morning because it does suck to not have your kids Christmas morning. There's no good way to go about it. Mm -hmm. And so my husband's going to wait and mention it because her fiance at one point did mention to my husband that the holidays need looked at now that he's back from he was in the military now that he's home because his family lives in the northern area. Our family lives in the southern area. Like, it's just, it's too far. Yeah. So, I'm thinking because he has the buy-in that she might be interested. hmm Yeah. Like I said, we celebrated on different days. I remember one year, we actually had it, like, the 17th. Yeah. We Santa came on the 16th in the middle of the night or whatever. So, the 17th, wake everybody up. Santa came. <laughs> yeah. Santa understands that there's blended families. <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) Well, our kids never believed in Santa, so. My stepdaughter, she's nine. She she says she still does, but I don't know if I buy it. I think she just might be concerned that she wouldn't get presents if if she said she didn't. (laughs) Oh, yes, definitely. And something else that you might experience is with her being a baby, stuff's cheaper for her. 
So yes. you might, even if you only spend a hundred bucks on each kid, your stepkids might get one or two things, but your daughter's going to have five. I know. And that's something that there was a lot of things that I didn't agree with the way that my stepchildren were raised with between my husband and his ex-wife. And one of them was everything has to be equal and it drives me insane. So like they'll count their presents on Christmas morning to make sure that they both have the same amount. <gasps> really? Yeah. It, it drives me insane. So I know this year, like my stepson and stepdaughter, they, they have some hefty items on their list. And yes, they already have said what they want. My stepson wants an, an Apple watch and my stepdaughter would like an iPad. And those are a couple hundred dollar items. Yes. So, I mean, my daughter doesn't really need anything. So we'll probably just get her like a, I don't know, like a ball pit or a bike or something like that. So it will be numerically equal, but like as far as how many gifts, but it's something that I absolutely hate because there's value on things. It's, you shouldn't just have 10 presents because your sister has 10 presents. Right. And again, we know Nacho, but. (laughs) Yeah. So I just, uh, I'm letting my husband handle that, the shopping. He's like, should we start? I was like, no, we'll we'll wait until like November. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, see, we're usually three by now. Well, they changed their minds on what they like so often, literally from week to week. Like, yeah. you know, even my stepdaughter with the, her favorite TV shows change. I'm, I think it's just the different houses. They like different things. So I don't mm-hmm. know. I, I sometimes feel like I never get to know the honest versions of both of them. I don't know if they're just afraid or or what or don't want to hurt my feelings. But it, how it's long hard. were the parents split up before you came into the picture? It wasn't really long. My husband, he, he'll tell you, I know I had a lot to offer. And he's like, he put himself right back out there. And I was engaged and that relationship had failed. And I, I had been single for like two years at, at that point. And I, uh, I kind of gave up on dating. It was like the time of, you know, Tinder and nobody wanted anything serious. And <laughs> we had a mutual friend. Like I worked with the wife and it was his best friend's wife that I worked with. And I guess they heard, you know, we're both like kind of out there and they said, well, would you go on a date with so-and-so? And And I said, oh, what the heck? You know, I've been on so many and it's not going to go anywhere. And, and he was just looking to get out there as well. So it just happened to work out Mm -hmm. and it was pretty quickly. I want to say he got divorced and, or she left in July, moved out in July and we met in like October. Okay. Yeah. I definitely, like, if somebody told me where I am today, like, I wouldn't believe them. I'd say, you're crazy. Right. Especially because when I was in my Tinder age, he was older than I would have went for. And I was absolutely against anybody with children. But here we are. (laughs) Here you are. (laughs) Yeah. With Bia Mom, you said she cheated with this guy. She did, yeah. So when she left, did she move in with that guy? Or was he He automatically in the picture? He was automatically in the picture, yes. He was stationed in another state for the military. So they had a virtual relationship almost immediately, and he would come home for leaves. And that was hard on the kids, too, because at least me, like, I was around enough, and I didn't get, like, thrown right in. Like, I would come over on, like, a Friday night for pizza. Like, I didn't jump right in. Mm -hmm. But this guy he was virtual. So they, all they knew him was from like FaceTime calls. And then like, he would come home for a leave and he would stay with them. And it was like a strange man was in their home. Yeah. And their behavior really changed when he was around. And this September, he finally finished his contract 
or I guess it was last September. Yeah. Cause we're coming up on, we're in September again. So a year ago, <laughs> yeah, he moved in with them full time. And I'll be honest, that's when my stepdaughter, especially her behavior really went South. And um, my daughter was born in December. So unfortunately they blame her behavior on the baby being born, not the strange man moving in their house. Right. And it's probably a bit of both. It was a lot of change. It really was. Yeah. Yeah. That is a lot of change for them. Yeah. And a lot of times we don't realize what the kids went through or are going through because we always hear kids are resilient. Kids are resilient. Right. That's what she would say too. Like she would say, they're fine. Look at them. They're fine. And my husband wanted to get them into therapy like relatively early with the divorce just because it's, it's, it's a traumatic thing to go through. And it only recently has she allowed them to go to therapy. She had them afraid of it and everything. So Well, at least they're going now. Yes. And my stepdaughter loves it. I think it's because somebody's paid to listen to her for an hour straight. <laughs> I said, she's going to be a therapist someday. She loves it. Yes. She's like, woohoo, you have to listen to me. Yeah, I know. She, she loves it. My yeah. stepson, not so much, but he goes. <laughs> well, that's good. I think it's important that they go. Oh, yes. They've been through so much in such a young age. Like my husband and I, like our parents are still married 30 plus years each. Like we don't know what they're going through. We've never been through it ourselves. Right. Yeah. And then if each home is different. Yes. And they're vastly different. Like as far as everything, bedtime, roles, nothing's the same. Our house during the week is pretty low key. Like we do homework, do dinner, watch a show, go to bed because my husband and I work during the week. But over there, it's like they're going to the movies or they're going to Five Below. You know, they're they're always doing things. So when they come to our house, they're like, well, what are we doing tonight? And it's like, well, we're having dinner. It's a Wednesday night. (laughs) Right. We're not doing anything. (laughs) Yeah. And they get disappointed, too. And that hurts my feelings because then it's like if you really don't want to be here, like. I guess you don't have to be, you know, but they're too young to understand. Obviously, they'd rather go where the fun is happening rather than just like lame family time. (laughs) Well, yeah, I know back in the day before I became a homebody, I would have. Yeah, I do take it personal because it's like, why am I not good enough? Like, why are we not good enough? I've sometimes I've told my husband, like, I feel like I have to like buy their love, like by taking them places. Mm hmm. And it's just a competition I I don't want to be in, but, you know, it happened by accident. (laughs) Yeah, we went through that because she would always take them to, not laser tag, but it's where you fight with the lasers or something. I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, so she would always take them to do stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And we didn't do that a lot. No. And I remember one time... The kids came over and they were saying something about, you don't love us as much as her because you don't take us places to do fun stuff. Yeah. And yeah. it's hard. It's very hard when they put the, you know, love on a, on like a dollar value. It, it's a challenge. And I, my feelings have gotten hurt a lot of times. Mm-hmm. So, so that's kind of another area where I'm like, I'm out. Of, I'm out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're trying. I think I heard the phrase Disney dad on this but she's definitely a Disney mom. <laughs> yeah. And their Disney dad seems to be more prominent. But if you think about it, it's because most men in the past anyway have been the every other weekend dad. Yeah. I, I didn't realize that 
that that was a common custody arrangement until this Mm -hmm. podcast. I told my husband, I said, you have your kids so much more than other people. (laughs) Yeah. It's just now becoming normal. Well, I can't say just now because I remember probably 10 years ago, I've been in out of family court for 17 years now. So my goodness, probably 10 years ago, I remember my attorney said, you need to agree to what he wants because this judge is known for the three, five split. Ugh, yeah, you don't want that. And I said, I will not agree to that. I will not agree, and they will have to make me give more time to him. And luckily, the judge quickly saw that it was best that my son not have any extra time with his dad. Yeah. But, yeah, recently, I'd say probably in the last 10 years, they've started doing more of the 50-50 and all that good stuff. And it's just kind of spreading now. That is one interesting thing about my husband's divorce. They never went to court. They have no custody agreement. Their divorce degree is literally a page long and it has nothing on it. Really? So this has all been handled outside of the courts, which if you think about it is a small miracle. Yes. But I think neither of them want to spend the money, to be honest, because it always bothered me that there was nothing formally down. Like I, I'm a rules person. At, <laughs> I literally work in regulatory. So mm-hmm. I uh, I like rules and things and lists to follow and there's nothing. So at any time things could go haywire and we can't say, well, it's our weekend because I guess it's really not. Right. So you recently got the time changed to where Mm -hmm. they're doing week on week off. Is that in writing? No, it's, it's just what they agreed on after going back and forth for a while with different, um, it was funny. We actually, she, he was sending like screenshots of different custody agreements with little blue and red people that he found on the internet. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Power to them for not being or for being able to do this without going through court. Yeah. I mean, I think it would have played out differently if he had known what happened with his marriage when they got divorced. Um, It all came out later. Actually, the fiance of his ex-wife is the one that told him what happened. Oh, wow. Yeah. He wasn't aware that he didn't know. Oh, goodness. Yeah. So when he met him for the first time, the whole like meeting before you meet the kids thing, he told him and my husband was like, what? Oh, so he's just like, sorry, I've been sleeping with your wife for three or four years. Yeah. Yeah. He even went down to explain the first date and how (gasps) they met. And yeah, my husband had no idea. Meanwhile, he's home, you know, with these kids and she's out on a date with a man. So yeah, it was, it was pretty shocking. And he said to her, you know, I know everything now. And, and she never apologized. She just said, I wasn't happy. Okay. Yeah. Well, you could have told me that and then saved him. Pursued another relationship. Yeah. It was, they met, she met her boyfriend, now fiance, in 2016. She didn't leave my husband until 2019. Oh, wow. Yeah. I feel bad for him, you know, and he, he's just such a good man that like he thought he was doing what was best. Like there were a lot of red flags. Like she took, you know, her bonus and went on a trip to, by herself to Florida where she said she needed to find herself and he stayed home with the kids and like supported it. Like you do whatever you need to do. And he thought he was helping, but God love him. I told him, I said, Oh, you can't be that naive. Yeah. (laughs) But he, he was, he really, he really believes in marriage and the values and what he said. So this whole thing that, you know, the divorce was just such a shock to him. Yeah. Oh, I hate that for him. 
Yeah, he's such a good man. And I, I say all the time, like I, I've seen memes like I found my husband in the trash. I really did because he was thrown out and he is a prize. I don't. And my whole family is like, do not let him go. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. 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 It's, it's hard to understand why. Because I feel the same way about David. Yeah. It's yeah, like, he, he's thank amazing. you. <laughs> yeah. And Someday, maybe I will say that (laughs) if we ever get to a good place, because I wouldn't have him if it wasn't for the fact that, you know, she got tired of him. Right. Yeah. So what would you say that you would tell someone that's getting ready to blend? Well, I would first try to make sure they realize what they're getting themselves into. Like it is going to be difficult. Um, But I would say don't jump head first in and think you're going to be these these children's mother, mm-hmm. um, Nacho, absolutely. And, and a big piece of advice is don't, don't care more than the parents do. If, if the parents don't care, you know, that they're not doing well in school, don't, it's not your responsibility to care either. Right. And a lot of people will say, well, how do I not care? It's not that you don't care. It's just, you realize it's, it's futile. It's not, it's just going to cause stress for yourself. And ultimately they're still going to have bad grades or whatever the situation may be. Right. But you can be a mentor, a confidant, Mm -hmm. a role model to where, yeah. If just because you nacho doesn't mean that you can't ask little Susie, Hey, do you want help with your homework? If you see her struggling. Yeah. And even now, like I still am on the emails for the school, but I don't go to like any of the meetings or meet with the teachers anymore. Like I used to, but even now I, I say, like, if I see that my stepdaughter has a test coming up, I'm like, are you ready for that test? Like, it's really just at that level. Like, it's not much deeper than that. And before it definitely was. Right. And if she responded to you, it's none of your business or (laughs) then you would stop. Yeah, I'd say fair enough. (laughs) So the next time you wouldn't even ask. Exactly. Yeah. It sounds like you're doing really well with letting them lead the relationship with you. Yes, I'm trying. And uh, sometimes it's, it's, you know, it's really hard to, to just step back and let them take the lead. But that's where I'm at right now. It is hard because we want to control things. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned something earlier about, what did you say? Something about controlling things, maybe at the other home. I can't remember. Yeah, I, I'm just the rules person. And like I said, I work in regulatory, which is literally, you know, a body of roles. Right. <laughs> so it, it's hard for me. Oh, that's what it was. Control. Yeah. It was um, her wearing diapers at night. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and once we realize that we are trying to control things that we cannot control. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what we can do is control how we let those things affect us. Yes. And I'm still learning that. Absolutely. Yes. So, for instance, her with the diaper thing, you can't control that. You're not the bio parent. I understand it's frustrating and you think it's almost harmful to her in a way. Mm -hmm. Yes. But your husband has to see that. Yeah. And it is frustrating because we don't have that control. But once we let it go and say, yes, it's frustrating. I mean, deal with the emotion of it. It makes me angry. It makes me sad. It makes me all this stuff. But then move on. Right. And focus more on your relationship with your significant other and your baby. Yeah. 
I would have saved myself a lot of heartbreak in the early years if I would have just let it ride. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it's hard, especially if you have a type A personality. Yes, and I do. I'm yes. very guilty of that, and my husband will agree. <laughs> I bet if I took a poll with everybody that is in the Nacho Kids Academy and even the Facebook group, if you are a type A personality, check here. I bet you 90% of them are. Oh, for sure. Because type B personalities, they're not worried about that stuff. They're No, they wouldn't be in the group. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's hard, and we have to realize that, yes, we have these strengths about us, mm-hmm. but we can't force them on other people. Exactly. I don't know about you, but I don't even like riding in the car with somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I keep my circle very small. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, Anonymous Stepmom, it has been great talking to you. Yes, this has been great. I would like to have you back on in the future, maybe a couple years. Yeah, I'm sure I'll have much more to add. Because <laughs> remember, these kids are going to be teenagers. Mm-hmm. And don't let that scare you because you're at that point now where you're doing so good. If you just keep going forward, when they do hit those teenage years, if they are snotty to you, it's not going to change your day. Yeah. You're going to be like, don't steal my joy, little girl. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm really impressed with the fact that your husband is on board with this. And that's great. And I'm happy by a mom cheated on him. Yeah, me too. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you again. And you have a great day. You too. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. One thing that stepmom from Pennsylvania and I talk about is she no longer speaks to buy a mom, has blocked her, and acts like she doesn't exist. They no longer do drop-offs at home. They meet in a mutual location. Y'all, if your partner's ex is driving you crazy, you do not owe them anything. Step back, hand that luggage back to your partner. Block them if you need to whether it's on text or your phone or Facebook or Instagram or whatever, live your life. And they aren't your life. Mm -mm. Unfortunately, they will be a part of your partner's lives. But you don't have to be wrapped up all in that mess. One of the best things that people can do is hand that responsibility back and get out of that conversation with the ex-partner. Well, you know, most of us come in and we're like, oh, I'll I'll help you with that, honey. I'll communicate with her since y'all can't get along. I wish you would have done that. And then like, no, I was smart enough to say, "Uh -uh." (laughs) uh-uh. You deal with crazy. I got my own crazy to deal with. (laughs) Truth. But then you find yourself, you know, you start out helping, and then next thing you know, you wake up one morning and be like, this is driving me insane. Well, not only could it be that it's driving you insane, but then it could cause problems with the bio mom because, or the bio dad because they think you're overstepping. It can cause issues because they're going to blame you if something goes wrong. Mm-hmm. Just get that target off your back, people. Yep. That reminds me. Today I saw a picture of someone dressed up for Halloween and they dressed up like a clown, a rodeo clown. On the back of their pants, they had a big old target. <laughs> so now stepmoms are rodeo clowns? That's it. 
<laughs> First thing I saw when I saw that target on that girl's butt was she needs to get that target off her butt. <laughs> Funny thing is, she is a stepmom. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> That's funny. So take your stress with your partner's ex and dump that back. It's not yours in the first place. You stealing, as a matter of fact. You are stealing their responsibility. Ooh, girl. Don't make me preach today. <laughs> now, I will say we do know a few people that the bio mom and the stepmom or the bio dad and the stepdad all get along. That's great. We are so proud of you. And I'm not being sarcastic. I mean, that's really good. It's good for y'all. It's good for the kids. But it is not the norm. So go buy yourself a chocolate chip cookie <laughs> to celebrate. <laughs> I'm not talking about the little tiny cookies. I'm talking the big ones with the icing on the top that says congratulations. But, but what if I like oatmeal raisin or macadamia nut? Then go get you some of them. <laughs> I like we, lemon. We're we not going to judge you, David. I like lemon cookies. You do. I was going to stop by the nothing bunt cakes today, but Jackson wouldn't let me. He told me we didn't have time, but then we had to stop and get his check. Mm. Yeah. Translated, we don't have time for what you need to do. Yeah. That's how kids work, people. That's how people work, people. <laughs> well, then he tried to tell me that we didn't eat the last nothing bunt cake, and I said, did you see my belly? Yes, we did. <laughs> they good, y'all. If y'all have never tried the nothing bunt cakes, they good. Even the little tiny ones are good, but it's cheaper to get a big one. And we prefer the lemon and the strawberry, in okay. case you cared. <laughs> okay, keep going. <laughs> I'm not really a red velvet kind of person. Let's get back on track. <laughs> <laughs> okay, back on track. Well, that's all I got. <laughs> guess I know where you're going now. I'm not going all the way back up there. Good. No. All right, folks. That is our show for today. Thanks for listening. I'm sorry that she's now made you hungry. And Well, like nachos don't make them hungry. <laughs> that's what everybody says, not in the nacho group, but in other groups. They'll say, every time somebody brings up that nacho stuff, it makes me hungry. Mm. Oh, okay. what was that joke you heard the other day? That nachos are only tacos that their life's not put together. Yeah. Or something like that. Nachos are yep. tacos. That don't have their life together. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nachos so, are just tacos that don't have their life together. So, yes, you may be a nacho now, but take the Nacho Kids Academy and you can be a taco. Oh, gosh. All right, <laughs> folks. That's it for us. Join us next week. Maybe. You know, I don't know if you can dare. <laughs> Remember, you dare. Li life is good. When you nacho. So you can't say life is good when you taco. <laughs> no, you can't. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Nacho Kids podcast. Find us online at nachokids.com. Until next time, remember, life is good when you nacho.